All right, here's my joke. I thought it through. Fact. I fucking workshopped it in my brain. Okay, so fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi walks up to your table because your order's wrong. And he walks up and he's got his little thingy and he's like, hmm, these are not the orders you are looking for. Boom! I'm funny. That was fucking hilarious. I'm so funny. Hello, I'm doing the intro today, and welcome to Your Mom's a Hoax, the podcast where Discord always, always fucks up. Yes. I'm your host, Alexis Martin. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm your other host, Brenna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to channel my inner 2011 YouTuber, um, but I'm your other host, Brenna. Hello. Um, what'd it do? <laughs> it do be doing. It do be doing. It do. How are you, my guy? Anybody over, like, a certain age doesn't understand what we just said. <laughs> no, I know, yeah. Well, I also understand my YouTuber references for a very niche audience. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, no, I... Listen, a couple weeks ago, we rebroadcast the Disney Adults episode. No, that's not what it was. It was just a, an episode about Disney-related accidents. You did kind of make it about <laughs> but- Disney Adults. <laughs> I came really hard for them, and today on TCO, which is True Crime Obsessed, for those of you that don't listen to my podcast library, um, yeah, it's True Crime Obsessed, and Jillian, one of the hosts, one of the ladies on the podcast, she was talking about, like, um, how, like, Disney adults should just be able to have their thing, and I'm here for it. Just have your thing. You can decorate your house however you want to. I draw the line at Ashes on the Haunted Mansion ride. I, so... I love. I said what I said. I love Jillian. I love TCO. They are my fave. But yeah, there's there comes a line. Um, now Ashes is up there, but again, for me, it's is stop trying to have your babies in places that you're not supposed to have them. Stop that. And I was thinking about this. Like, if you accidentally have your baby in a place where you're not supposed to really have totally a baby, fine. fine. Totally fine. You couldn't help that valid. Don't actively try to have your baby yeah. like on a fucking roller yeah, when coaster. Somebody is calling for medical attention so you can have your baby in the space you're supposed to have it and you're like no i'm gonna have it right here in this dirty theme park you have issues (laughs) it's you're the problem stop spreading your ashes in inappropriate places stop it (laughs) they will get vacuumed literally seek medical attention when you are giving birth (laughs) however finding nemo bathroom fucking go for it Christmas in November? Fucking go for it. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Decorate your house however you want. I don't care. Just don't put your ashes in inappropriate places. I just feel like I needed to be clear. I feel like I came down real hard on the Disney adults, and then we decided to rebroadcast that, and I looked like garbage again, and it's not... You can have whatever you want. Decorate your house however you want to. I will come over. I've grown. I think the broad line line for me is do not traumatize Disney employees. (laughs) yeah and that's kind of it that period the things that will do that are <laughs> spreading your loved one's remains nobody wants to deal with that nobody wants that or and actively having literally a baby. trying to give birth there do not traumatize the 20 some odds that are just trying to be disney characters 
for your kids. <laughs> don't traumatize them. But have the have the Encanto bathroom. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever you want. Do it. Anyways, I just wanted to clear that up <laughs> for everybody that yeah. was real invested in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are you, though? You said your toddler was an absolute nightmare today. Yeah, um... It started with, so she's been, she's been having sleep issues lately. Um, so it really started last night. Uh, I stayed up, she stayed up far too late past her bedtime with me. Um, I played solitaire and she fell asleep in my bed. Um, and then she was taken to her bed. She woke up probably 5 a.m., was taken back to my bed. Um, don't come for me. When it's 5 in the morning, do not come for me. I'm going back to sleep. So I don't want to hear about just let him cry to shut up. I don't want to hear it. So she ended up back in my bed. <laughs> she got up with her dad, and I guess he didn't know that she had got up with him and gotten out of the bed. Um, so she stole his wallet and spread all of his credit cards everywhere. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I Great. so I'm half asleep and I hear him put her back in the bed, and he's like, "Okay, where are my other cards? <laughs> where are they?" <laughs> And she's like, I don't know. Yeah, so she goes back to sleep. 8 o'clock rolls around. I get up. I get logged on to work. I'm making coffee, and I'm like, this baby's got to get up for school. I go to wake her up, and God, she is pissed. She looks at me like, how dare you wake me up from my slumber to take me to school, right? So she's pissed at me. She's mad at me. Oh, that's a a valid feeling. I also am mad that you did that to her. I get her to school. She's at school doing her thing i'm at home doing my thing i go to pick her up and this child is passed out on her nap mat again so i gotta wake her up again and she's pissed at me again i mean in her defense the apple does not fall too far from the tree (laughs) you do not like to be woken up from a slumber (laughs) it's true i've learned the hard way alexis has had to wake me up from many naps that i did take in her apartment There have been many a times where I walked into Brenna's apartment and also woke her up from a nap. Those times tended to go worse that for obvious true. reasons. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but yeah, so we've, we've had quite I a I go day. to work for like four hours and I come back and you're still asleep. Yeah. You were sleeping there when I was getting ready for work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> we lived in the same apartment complex. What was I going to do? Go home? Oh, that'd be stupid. Your dog was already there. What difference did it make? oh well i guess let's do this we've been dilly-dallying i saw this tiktok i don't know if joseph is listening but shout out to you because he sent me this tiktok and it was like one thing about me i am gonna (laughs) dilly-dally and i have been saying that over my head i am gonna (laughs) dilly-dally it's so stupid but i am i am gonna dilly-dally yeah that is yes Yes. <laughs> oh, I also bought my wedding dress. Oh, yeah. I did that. That happened. Yeah. That's more important than all the other things. Yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, I bought my wedding dress. For a fucking a TikTok steal, too. TikTok picture? <laughs> uh, no. Just kidding. Just kidding. It was a joke. For legal reasons, that was a joke. Uh, so let's, uh, let's, let's do this. Let's flip this coin. Let's flip this coin. All right. Heads. Tails. Tails. Okay. Uh, shit. Where did that go? With the losing it. I don't have another quarter. No, I do. I lied. Ah! (laughs) All right, round two. All right. I'm committing to tails. It is heads, so that is me. Well, 
Today we are talking about one of my favorite weird spooky topics. James Dean's car. Yeah, your mom said that we've got a cute little group text with our momager Lynn. Yes. And uh, she sent that in the group text the other day and I was like, <gasps> I'm so excited. Because I don't know a lot about it, but I know that it's spooky. Yes. And I'm here for it. Yes. I... I, th- something about this, I just find it so interesting, um, but I love this topic. So, let's get into it. Yes, let's do it. So, for anybody that may not know, James Byron Dean um, was... Stop. Byron? Yes, Byron. That's the first time I've ever heard James Dean's middle name. Yeah. James Dean's. James Dean's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It's Byron. James Byron Dean. Okay. All right, um, go on. <laughs> he was an actor. Um, mm-hmm. So he uh, is kind of remembered as like a cultural icon. Um, there are still like a whole lot of references made to him. Um, I know him from several of Lana Del Rey's songs. Honestly, a lot of the kids, the children though, are the kids, us people our age. Yes. They're going to know him from those fucking... Uh, posters that get sold like in hot topic oh, yeah. or wherever uh, spencer's where he's like giving a tattoo to marilyn monroe oh, yeah. or whatever the fuck absolutely that's yeah. what you know james dean from <laughs> yes unfortunately so he is like a cultural icon um of teenage disillusionment and social estrangement um so some of his most celebrated films um, were Rebel Without a Cause, which was in 1955, um, and uh, East of Eden and Giant. So those are a couple of the movies that he was in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he sadly passed away at the age of 24. Um, oh, yikes, that's how old I am. Yeah. Um, on September 30th in 1955. He was the first actor to receive a posthumous Academy Award, which is post-death, for those that may not mm-hmm. know, um, Academy Award nomination for Best Actor, um, and a second nomination for his role in Giant the following year. So he is the only actor to have had two posthumous acting nominations. Um, wow. In 1999, the American Film Institute ranked him the 18th best male movie star of Golden Age Hollywood in AFI's 100 Years, 100 Stars list. So he was well-known, well-loved, um, mm-hmm. and again, still a cultural icon to this day. Um, I think right. most people know the names, the name James Dean. There's a song that I used to listen to when I was angsty in like junior high, and it's called "If I'm James Dean, You're Aubrey Hepburn." I don't know why. <gasps> By it's Sleeping with that. Sirens. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking, girl. It's, I still listen to that sometimes when okay, I just but like say when I just want to be an angsty teen. I saw them in concert. Did you really? I saw Panic at the Disco in concert, but it was the year they toured with Weezer, and I wish that it would have been the year they toured with Fall Out Boy and Twenty One Pilots because oh that would have like that would have been, I would have peaked. So at that concert, I saw them when they were touring with All Time Low, and it was like the greatest experience of my life. Also like, peaked. I, I also would have peaked there. I literally like it was All Time Low and Sleeping with Siren. I had it was about be- ten out of ten. I 10 was 10. living my best high school life. Yeah, for sure. I was being you, yeah. the best angsty. And that was like the second or third time I saw All Time Low in concert. 
I had a problem. I know that they didn't sound like that. I know it was all-time low, like, in concert live. But all I can think of is, like, I used to have this really shitty copy of, um, I think it's Trouble. Is that what that song's called? Mm -hmm. It's a really shitty, like, MP3 downloaded copy from the internet like of it and it just sounded kind of crackly and stuff and that's what I picture the whole concert being I know that's not what it was it was so good I was living my best angsty teen life no I bet it was great oh. it was wonderful Incredible. anyways moving on yes. back to the real James Dean yes yeah, so the real James Dean so of course he was one of the greatest actors but um his big like his first passion was in cars and racing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he owned top-of-the-line wheels of... Can I... Okay, I'm actually going to interject something real quick. Okay. Because I... Okay. So if any of you guys listen to this podcast um, at all, you know that one of the things that I say is instead of saying, oh, um, I say so. Have they not been listening? I don't know. <laughs> I just are you new if you're if, new are you here, new here? Hello. yeah hello <laughs> um one of the things i say often is so okay mm -hmm. i have noticed that my two-year-old now goes so <laughs> so in the See, same it would give way. me an editing because in editing you'd be like so so blah 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 and i was like which so is the correct one <laughs> like she does that does she, she really really does that yeah that's so funny. Be careful what She's you do. She's a little you. Because your kids are going to pick up your mannerisms. It's um, true. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Do you know that it's anyway and not anyways? Oh, I don't like that. So I'm going to keep saying anyways. Okay. I'm sure anyway is right. I have no doubt I'm about that. I'm also going to say anyways because that's how I've always said yeah. it. But I'm pretty sure I also type it like that too. Hey, man. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I do. Yeah, okay. Well. All right. So <laughs> now I'm going to notice it every time I say it. Damn it. I've done, done it to myself. All right. So he had a devoted interest in cars and bikes. He owned mm -hmm. top of the line wheels of the time, such as a Porsche Speedster and the iconic Triumph Tiger. And he fondly participated in local races. And just like his acting career, he was incredible on the racetrack, too. Oh, so he's just good at fucking everything. Wait, okay. he's James Dean. Does he shit out $100 bills, too? Yeah. He's James Dean. He's well, the guy. I get that he's the guy. <laughs> uh... Now, he featured in multiple races with his speedster, including the professional Palm Spring races, where he notched up the first place in a novice class and second in the main event. Nice. Um, and a couple of races that followed it, he impressed the bystanders with the same flair that he would impress moviegoers. So he really mm. just, like, had an air about him. Yeah, charisma. Yeah. And he wasn't putting anybody in a cult, as far as we know. I hope not. I don't think so. I I don't think so either. <laughs> now, unfortunately, he brushed off his speedster for a new Porsche 550. I don't... Okay, with cars, I don't know if you're supposed to say 550 or if you're supposed to say 550 or, like, what the proper, proper vernacular is for that. 
So I'm going to go with Porsche 550 Spider. That's what I would go with. 550. That sounds like a Porsche mouthful, 550 right? Spider. Yeah, nobody wants to say that. Yeah, so I, I think I'm going to go with 550. Because that, that, yeah. feels, that feels more right. Why say more words when less words do same thing? Yes. Sea mm-hmm. world. <laughs> see, I don't know if you're saying sea world or if you're saying see the world. Oh my god. Uh, we also watch The Office a lot in, in our heyday. If you didn't know what that was from, you need to get Peacock yeah, immediately. Immediately. They have cutscenes. It's really good. <laughs> Cuts of me having heart palpitations because I'm so excited. Dude, it's like... so good. It's so good. All right. Now, unfortunately, this Porsche 550 Spider would end up doing just harm and no good. Rip. Now, James Dean did get some customi- customization done on this car. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the words "little bastard" stretched across the rear the rear hood of yeah, the car. Yeah, he did. So, thus forward, this car shall be known as "little bastard." No, that is fair because that's, that's what it was. Yeah. A little bastard. It was. Now, Little Bastard has found its place in dark Hollywood mythology. Mm-hmm. And on that fateful day of the 30th of September, Dean was along um, California 46 in Little Bastard with, mm-hmm. um, let me find it, it's Rolf, and I'm going to forget his last name. Okay, he was also with Rolf Wetheridge, Wetheridge, mm-hmm. and we'll get back Wetheridge? to him. Okay, we'll get back. Is he to suspicious? Him. Yeah. Ooh, double with the ooh. So we'll get back to Rolf. You don't even see it. Ooh. So he was with Rolf, um, and he had a head-on collision with a high-speed 1950 Ford. Rip. Dean unfortunately sustained several injuries um, with multiple fractures, torn muscles, um, and he was in critical condition. He was taken to mm. a nearby hospital, but unfortunately was pronounced dead on arrival. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, that's really awful. Yeah, it's very sad. Now, when Rolf mm-hmm. asked him to slow down, Dean said his last word, that guy in the Ford, that guy's got to stop, he'll see us. He did not. Yeah. Now, that was obviously a very tragic event. Um, mm-hmm. Very, yeah, very for sad. For obvious reasons. Yes, very sad. Yeah. Um, but Little Bastard kind of continued to wreak havoc even after James Dean's death. Great. Now. Wait, what happened to Rolf? Oh, we'll get back to him, you said. Yeah, we'll, Sorry, uh, we'll get back to Rolf. Put a pin in that. We'll get back okay. to him. Okay, I'm there. I'm yeah. there. He's on a post-it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Alec Guinness, who died in 2000, mm-hmm. revealed that James Dean had met with him a week before the car crash took place. Now, immediately, Alec was like, I don't like the look of that little bastard. So, for he, obvious reasons. Yeah. So, describing his interaction with Dean. Alec had said there in the courtyard of this little restaurant was this little silver thing, very smart, all done up in cellophane with a bunch of roses tied to its bonnet. It's like a new car? Yeah, like a new car. A different car in there? Yeah. yeah. 
It's got the plastic on it, and it's got a bunch of roses on top. Up there, but it was real descriptive for no fucking reason. <laughs> now, he went on to say, um, he said, have you driven it? And Dean said, no, I haven't been in it at all. And some, he said, some strange thing came over me, some almost different voice. Um, and I said, look, I won't join your table unless you want me to, but I must say something. Please do not get into that car, because if you do, and I looked at my watch, and I said, if you get into that car at all, it's now Thursday, um, 10 o'clock at night. And by 10 o'clock next Thursday, you'll be dead if you get into that car. And was he? Yeah. That was a week Damn. before the accident. Damn. Yeah. That man be knowing. Uh, yeah. So Dean pretty much, like, laughed it off. Um, and As you would, though. Yeah, because, I mean... If I bought my Kia Soul and then, like, a friend of mine was like, hey, don't drive that Kia Soul, you're going to die in seven days, I'd be like, that's weird. But I'm going to drive my car. <laughs> mm, no, that's Actually, where you and I differ. I lied. I'm, I'm taking very the whole fucking car back. <laughs> I'm driving that car back to the lot and doing a switcheroonie. I'm not keeping that motherfucker. Listen, yeah, I am no, not. I tried it out. I know myself too Some well. man that I don't know, some because it was like a random waiter or whatever, right? No, it was or Alec was it like Guinness. <laughs> Oh, I don't know who that is. I'm pretty sure you played Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm pretty sure that I haven't seen the original freaking Star Wars, so come at me, bro. <laughs> oh my god, you said some random waiter? No! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know things. Do I look like yes. pop culture comes out of my ass? He's an Oscar-winning legend! <laughs> well, he's a fucking waiter today, bitch. <laughs> If he wins so many Oscars, he should be able to play a waiter. Alec Guinness is the third <laughs> the third host of this podcast, and he is a waiter now. Dude, if Alec Guinness... One, I would be spooked if he was a, another host on this, because he died in 2000. <laughs> so we'd have some real issues. All the better. Oh my god. Um, But yeah, if one of my friends looked at me and was like, hey, you're gonna die if you get that car, I'm like, yeah, fucking no, I, word. I, I, I'm taking it back. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I'd probably be like, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So James Dean is not as superstitious, and he laughed it off and shrugged off the advice given. And uh, of course, seven days later, um, that happened, and Alec called Dean's death a very, very hard and spooky experience. Oh, I'm sure. That would have freaked me the fuck out. If I told you that, if I said, Brenna, that Kia Skull, Skull, that Kia Soul, gonna take you out. Dude. You're gonna, you're gonna be gone. And then you were? I'd be shitting my pants, dude. I'd be losing my mind. And of course, like, uh, as Alec described it, he felt like it was, like, somebody else, like, saying those words. Like. Yeah. Like, that. Well, that, that would be also, weird. I, times have changed. I feel like if I felt something else speaking through me and then I told you, hey, you're going to die in seven days if you drive that car, I feel like immediately after I didn't feel that voice or presence anymore, I'd be like, dude, so bro, that wasn't me. Like, I don't know who like, the fuck that was, but it wasn't me. My guy. <laughs> I really think you got to listen to that. Yeah, I, 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 I think Ooh. you shouldn't do that. <laughs> like, Yeah. Now... Little Bastard was nothing more than a piece of wreckage at this point. Mm -hmm. But 
an American customizer, George Burris, saw it as a safe bet, and it took the star's busted car home for $2,500. Okay. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Now it gets a bit spookier. So as it was brought into the garage for repairs, it moved unexpectedly and broke a mechanic's leg. (gasps) Mm Mm-hmm. A coincidence, maybe? It seems like there would be a lot of coincidences. And we'll get into some of the other coincidences as well. But right now, we're going to focus on the people that bought the parts of Dean's car. Because even they were traumatized. Because it's part of the car? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Barris sold the car's engines um, and drivetrain to two of his customers. So, the first buyer was Troy McHenry. Um, and uh, uh, did you say fire? What? The first you buyer? Fi- uh, buyer. I thought you said fire. And I was like, not only one, but two fires. <laughs> uh, there, there is at least one fire in the story. Huh, okay, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Anyways, so Trey McHenry, um, I believe had, I think he had the engine. In his car. So he had Little Bastard's engine, I believe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was racing his car, and he lost control, careened down the path, and collided into a tree and died instantaneously. Is it maybe quite possible that we're driving a little too fast, a little too no experience? So, listen, I could write off one, like, weird... Okay, like, yeah, it's weird that his car got the part and then he had the accident but he was racing his car i could write off one like weird coincidence uh but there's a lot of like weird coincidences okay and i feel like it builds up to a point where it's like a little unreasonable it's like all right we're done here like enough this isn't fun anymore seems like we're playing this game (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay okay now the second victim william eshrid i think that's right also got involved in an almost fatal accident, and it rendered him severely injured. And, in addition to that, the tires that Burris sold to one of his customers blasted simultaneously while running on the road, once again resulting in bad injuries to the driver. Wow. And, of course, the mishaps continued. Oh, because why would they stop there? Mm Mm-hmm. At some point, Burris did want to hide the Porsche, um... But he lent it to a highway safety exhibit. So this was while it was still wrecked. Um, Oh, okay. And the garage that housed, like, housed the car caught on fire. And everything burned down but the spider. Oh. Now. That should have maybe melted a little bit with the fire and it didn't? I don't know. Pretty weird. Well, okay. I don't know if everything burned down, but the, the garage caught on fire and the spider was not damaged at all so okay that's unsettling i don't like that at all yes and at the um exhibition it fell off its display and broke the hip of a student (laughs) like a visitor oh my god oh my god yeah it's like little mayhem. Sometimes people die, and that is big mayhem for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's the little ones where I'm like, why did you have to break that guy's hip? Yeah, but that's not all. Oh, okay. But wait, there's more. 
George Burkus, who was hauling the wreckage of the spider on a truck, was killed when the car fell on him. Hello? Mm-hmm. We have to really make sure that, like, our freaking... What are they called? When you do the thing and you change a tire... Jack it up? And you like a have jack? the thingy. Yeah, jack. Yeah. We gotta make sure our jacks are well, stable. Yeah, but he okay? was hauling it in a truck. <laughs> I don't think it would have been on a jack. But how did it fall on him? He was, like, putting the car in the truck, I assume. Or in some form of transportation, because he was taking it, um, he was hauling it somewhere. And it crushed him. I guess I'm not understanding, because if it was, like, towed, I'm thinking, like, it just goes up there with, like, a hook and, like, some string. Like, I know it's more complicated than that. Yes, I understand. That's not how a tow truck works. But anyways. I don't think it was towed. What, he picked up the wreckage and put it somewhere else? No, like, I think it was, like, put on one of those trucks that, like, carries multiple cars. Oh, and it, like, fell off of that truck? Okay, Maybe? that is a big fear of mine. Yeah, that's, okay. no, I, I don't drive behind them on the highway, because I'm really afraid that one of the cars no. is going to roll off and hit me. Yeah, that's, yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not all. <laughs> In 1960, the car was on its way to a safety conference in Miami, and then it vanished. What? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, it vanished. I just gone. Poof. I mean, like, you're just driving along, and one second it's in your rearview mirror, and the next second it's not? Like, where the fuck did it go? Yeah. So, we'll get into it a little bit. Now, as we know... Barris sent the Porsche on tours, um, like he sent it on tours, when it disappeared. Now, no one had seen it until 2016 when Sean Riley, a Washington State resident, said that he had a scar mm-hmm. on his finger that bugged him, but he couldn't remember how he got it. Now, he went to therapy, and it revealed his memory. Oh, well, you know how I feel about that. I don't know that that's necessarily a thing, but... Maybe it is. I'm not a scientist. Yeah. So, according to Riley, his father had brought him along on a job. They met up with some people who wanted a wrecked performance car, and they got the Porsche 500 Spider. 550 Spider? Anyways. Um, Riley said that he cut, um, he cut his finger on the car. He even passed a lie detector test, but as we know, well, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah, anything. Shoddy science. No. Now, later... I couldn't pass a lie detector test telling the truth. Probably not. I'd be too nervous about taking the test. Like, I... Yeah, I'd be way too freaked out to pass a test like that. Yeah. Now, it was discovered later that the Porsche did not legally belong to Barris, the guy that sold all the parts. He transferred ownership oh. rights to an insurer. And according to the Volo okay. Museum director, Brian Grams, the Porsche is now hidden somewhere in Washington. So well, it is pretty dangerous, dan- dangerous, and it's pretty dangerous. And between the fact that it was one a Porsche Spider, two James Dean's Porsche Spider, and three now it's got all of this dark, like mythology surrounding it, that thing's got to yeah. be worth a lot. Yeah, I mean, for a sure. lot. Yeah. 
But it's not. I mean, I don't know how much it really is worth because it's not like the original parts and stuff anymore. Yeah, but I got to imagine even like, even just having part of that car would probably be worth something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. I've been watching a lot of Pawn Stars here lately, and sometimes that shit ain't worth shit. That's fair. They had freaking two the car that Tupac died in the other day, and they were like, "Nah, damn." I know. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> just fuck Tupac." Disrespect him like that. Jeez. Which we all know Tupac didn't die. He's on an island with James Dean at this very moment. But if he's on an island with James Dean, then he is dead. Because James Dean is for <laughs> sure not alive. <laughs> no, they think that James Dean and Elvis and friggin' Tupac and Marilyn Monroe Dude. and a bunch of other fucking people are chilling on an island somewhere. Dude, James Dean is dead. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm so you what sorry. The internet says I'm just telling you what the people tell me. Telling you what I read, man. Oh god. So, if this car is hidden, who actually owns it? Now, attorney Lee Raskin, who wrote the bro, I pull up the deed. <laughs> the deed to the car. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right. So, Lee Raskin, he's an attorney who wrote the book James Dean on the road to Salinas said that the car was registered in California by its engine number and not by the chassis number, or the chassis number. When Dean wrote the Porsche off to the insurance company, it was sold to Dr. William F. Esrich for $1,092. He removed the engine and many other components and restored the vehicle. Now, okay. apparently, Dr. William F. Esrich still has the original pink slip for the car and no official record of the transfer has been discovered therefore he believes that the porsche belongs to william now william hasn't made any official claims and okay as for everyone else kind of involved in the discussion barris died um and you know can't get any information from him because he's dead and so pretty much that means that it it could take a really long time to figure out if William actually does have this car. And now on to Rolf. Because we said we would get back to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, back to this guy who's looking fucking suspicious. Yes. So Rolf was a Luftwaffe mechanic and pilot, and later an automotive automotive engineer and racer. Now, he was the passenger in James Dean's Porsche. What? What part are you confused? He was a what? A, lo- a, a Luftwaffe. Luftwaffe. Say that word. A what? <laughs> what is that word? Let me double check before I say anything. But it's, it. yeah, it's the German Air Force. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to offend. I just didn't know what no, that word was. <laughs> yeah, so he was in the German Air Force. So okay, I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. Good yeah, for him. Which is, Good job. is why his last name is kind of hard to pronounce. Um, I only took six years of German, so I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, figures. Now, he was in the Porsche at the time of the accident, um, and uh, he experienced a lot of personal difficulties um, as a result of the crash, um, and he died in a car crash 26 years later. Damn. But that's not all. Okay. Now, it's the worst infomercial ever. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> You're welcome. Now, Rolf had been thrown from the spider onto the shoulder of the road next to the Porsche. They were both taken Yikes. to the Paso Robles War Memorial Hospital, which was 28 miles away. Um, as we know, James Dean was pronounced dead on arrival. Um, mm-hmm. Rolf survived the crash, but he did have a double fractured jaw and serious hip and femur injuries. Um, so his oh the jaw, dude, because they have to like break it to like fix it. Yeah, it's it's bad. Oh, and his hip, w- his left hip, like wire it together. Yeah, his left hip was torn Mm-mm. so much that it required more surgery over the next six months. Um, as a result of this, he developed severe psychological problems um, and suffered from bouts of depression, suicidal tendencies, um, and subsequently mm-hmm. became an alcoholic. And in addition to that, some of James Dean's fans actually blamed him for the crash and James Dean's death, and they would send him abusive, threatening letters. Yeah, so let's not, and you might have evidence, but before we know anything, let's maybe refrain from doing that. Yeah. Because if this man is, like, totally innocent, you guys all just made him, like, want to die by suicide because you made him feel like shit for something that wasn't his fault he literally said slow down and this man said no yeah so it's like (laughs) really unfortunate but um that is not all oh so he was married four times and had one son um so uh, he was first married to a hungarian woman named julia and which ended in 1954 He had a second wife um, named Gudrun, and that ended shortly after she also accused him of killing James Dean. He married for a third time to a woman um, named Inga, who he met on vacation in Rimini, um, and that is who he had his son burned with. Um, But they divorced after four years, Mm -hmm. and his final marriage was to a woman named Doris, and on... May 1st, 1967, he stabbed Doris while she slept um, after he attempted to die by suicide himself. Fucking hello? Yeah. So... The way in which you so casually said, and then he stabbed Doris to death. Hello? (laughs) Also, Well, so she, it was, uh, he just stabbed her. Which I don't want to say like oh, he just stabbed her, but like he, she, it was attempted manslaughter. Oh, okay, okay. But it is still not good. Still though. Yes. Still so fucking scary. He was arrested, um, and he was fil- found guilty of attempted manslaughter, but due to his mental instability, um, he was ultimately sent to a mental institution in Vicena in lieu of prison, um, and and we know that that did nobody any good back in the day. Yes. Um. Very very sad it seemed like it completely upended his life as well now of course there's speculation that that's the curse of the car but i don't think that that's true i think that particular piece of this story is having trauma due to a really horrendous car accident where you watch somebody die why does everybody think he killed him i i think it was literally just like you were in a car accident and uh, you were the one that survived so obviously it has to be your fault Unless like, I don't his think wife was, they're... like, a crazy... Unless, okay, unless his second wife was, like, a crazy fan, she knew something was up. Because you don't just... I'm sorry, you don't just accuse your husband of murder. Yeah, it is pretty wild. Um, I don't know, though, but, like, but the, I think it's... I don't know. It could just also be the idea of, like, you could have done more. 
what did you want him to do but yeah like I, he's not controlling the car and we're not yeah. going into like all the details of like why people think that he was responsible for this um mm-hmm. but i i don't i think it was a really horrible car crash and I mean, because, like, did it, was it just a horrible car crash? Did this man take this man's brakes? Like, what What are we talking here? I don't think he did, no. Okay. <laughs> but the other stuff I do think is very suspicious, and it seems like the spider is connected to a lot of um, really horrible accidents. Mm. Like, I really I think, I don't know. I think some stuff you can be like, like, with Rolf, I think you can kind of be like, that seems more like he got a lot of, he had a lot of mental health issues right. as a result, but I don't think that that's necessarily the curse of the car. But that car, like, the warehouse burning down and the car surviving and also it's it the crushing car falling people. falling off shit <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. That's the thing what? that gets me. Like, it's falling off and breaking people's hips or crushing what other people. What are you doing? Hello? Why? It just seems like those are the parts that I'm like, yeah, this thing is absolutely cursed. Right. Like... Well, gotta be cursed. And the fact that freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi was like, dude, this car is gonna kill you. Yeah, that part also gets me. I'm like, what? Yeah. Not Obi-Wan Kenobi. He walks up to your table and he's like, I don't know anything about Star Wars, so I don't have any. I'm nothing. No, please continue. Obi-Wan Kenobi just walks up to your table. That's the end of the joke. (laughs) That sounds like a good time to me. And I think that he's the waiter, and tell- that's the end of the joke. Uh, well, that's is it. My turn. Yeah, that's what I got for you. That's James Dean's cursed car. I do think that car is cursed. I'm gonna be honest with you. Isn't that a thing though in Star Wars? Yes, no, that's that is correct. Yeah. Yes, you, okay. you got it. I'm so, got I'm so it. proud of you. Right now. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> okay, um, so today we are gonna be talking about um, broadly the Bennington Triangle. Um, okay. Which is in Vermont. Uh, a little more, like, detailed. We're going to be talking about the disappearance of Paula Jean Weldon. Okay. But first, I'm going to tell you about the triangle. Yes, tell me about the triangle. Um, so there are many triangles uh, in the world. There's the Bermuda. We've discussed the Alaska. Um, and yeah. now we're on to Bennington, which is um, oh, yes. in Vermont. And some people suspect maybe, like, a serial killer... But, like, mm. this has been happening for, like, 50 years. Okay. So, like, family of serial killers? Or just one very spry old guy. I mean, there is such thing as old man strength. Yeah. Anyways. So, like I said, some suspect a serial killer, while other people are, you know, kind of like, nah, it's supernatural, paranormal. We don't like mm-hmm. it. Um, but nobody ever has really been able to explain these disappearances that happen in the Bennington Triangle um, and at the Glattons, Gla- Glastonbury, I can't read my own notes, uh, the Glastonbury Mountain. Okay. Um, and I think up on this mountain there's like a little ghost town of Glastonbury, I think is what it's called. And, uh, mm-hmm. or maybe that's just the name of the mountain, I don't remember the name of the town. But it's like a ghost town. And you okay. can't get up there because it's like 30,000, like 3,000 feet up a mountain. Seems like a bad place to put a it town. It was a bad place to put a town. That's why only, like, six people live there now. Oh, my God. Um, so, followers of folklore and aficionados of the paranormal, they, uh... Me. All the time. do it. 
So people that, you know, are into folklore and um, people like us, basically, we're pretty cool with the Mm -hmm. Bermuda Triangle. And um, apparently there's another one that I didn't know about until doing my notes in Massachusetts. It's the Bridgewater Tower or sorry, the Bridgewater Triangle. There's a Bridgewater Tower in Oklahoma City. I do. I have heard of the Bridgewater Triangle. Um, I have not heard of that one, but apparently there's triangles all over the fucking place and y'all need to stay alert. But one of the lesser known relatives of these, as previously mentioned, is the Bennington Triangle. I promise I'm going to get there. Okay. So it was dubbed this by Joseph A. Citro. Citro? Citro. Um, Okay. It's a loosely defined area that encompasses like this ghost town of Glastonbury, um, which Mm -hmm. is once a small logging community way the fuck up on this giant mountain. Yeah. Um, like I said, it didn't do very well as a city. It tried and it failed well, a lot. Poor location, yeah. really. Um, but it was completely abandoned at the end of the 19th century after the end of the logging boom. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we cut down all the trees here, so we have to go to the other trees and continue to deforest this great planet that we live on. Yeah. Um, so... Glastonbury kind of became like a, a ghost town and like the wilderness and stuff took over and that's kind of... What's going on? As it does. Yeah. Uh, but this string of missing persons started like 70 years ago. Okay. And this now abound- bleh, this now abandoned town has been like a very eerie setting for numerous unexplained disappearances, unsolved murders, and bizarre sightings that continue to this day. How's anybody getting up there? Okay. I literally, I think the morbid girls were saying that you had to like, like they, 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 they. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, did you good i have to like stop and reboot for a second i'm okay yeah <laughs> they clearly built like a railroad that went up there but it- <laughs> i'm sorry, we're just gonna casually move on from the fact that your brain just stopped functioning <laughs> yeah. in a normal capacity <laughs> just like <laughs> five whole seconds <laughs> It just—I I don't know—I don't know why that happened. I couldn't think of the word for railroad, and so it like lagged the fuck out. Like I like couldn't get to the next word, and I was like, I don't know where to go. I'm drowning. Like <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you do that. I don't know if I've ever done that. Like, <laughs> welcome to the TikTok. <laughs> Can we move on now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So these disappearances they began like in the mid twentieth century in nineteen forty five. Which is, I guess, yeah. No, okay, that's fair. That's the mid twentieth century forty five. <laughs> that's halfway through the yeah. century. Uh, yeah, 50 would be right on the dot. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but it was a string of disappearances that began, like, in the mid-20th century. So, like, in 1945, it began okay. with this guy, uh, Mitty Rivers. He was a very a very local hunting guide. He was a 74-year-old hunting guide. I'm having a stroke. I, 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 can I, I, is that toast? <laughs> like, do you need medical I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not doing well over here. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he was a 74-year-old, like, hunting guide. Um, he had led this party of four hunters out um, into this area that's called the Hell Hollow, which is in the southwest woods okay. of Glastonbury, uh, before he was lost. Oh, okay. Just suddenly, he's just, yeah, whoop, I, gone. I don't like anything that's called Hell's Hollow. Yeah, well, I also wouldn't like... Oh, it's not Hell's. It's Hell Hollow. That hollow is Hell. That's not... That's not That's better. not. I feel like it's arguably maybe a little worse. It's like Death Valley. Yeah. It's, it's death. Either way, it's not good. Right. Um, so, after the first search was unsuccessful, <laughs> uh, many people still believed that, like, this guy who knows a lot about the forest, they really believed that he was out there and he was going to, like, show up sooner or later because he's 74 years old and he's been a hunting guide, like, forever. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're really thinking that he's just gonna, like, find his way back, because, like, he probably should have been able to. However... I don't know that I would ever just assume that. Well, I guess not. But, I mean, if it's an area that... I mean, he was, like, a hunting guide for this area. Okay, yeah, but if I ever go missing in Target, I hope somebody's not like, well, she knows Target pretty well. She'll find her way out. Well, that's a very different circumstance. Is it? Is I it? I would think so. Arguably, the woods is worse. But eventually, you have to leave. Like, the target's gonna close. The people are gonna find you inside that target. The woods aren't gonna close. The woods could They're close. They're not gonna. Hey, state parks have a closed time. But they're, what? They're checking every aisle of the fucking national, the Yellowstone National Park to make sure that you left on time? No. They ought to. <sighs> well, you wanna... <laughs> No, they can't do that. They should. Yes. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it seems not great to be like, well, he knows the woods. I mean, it's probably He fair. should be able to figure it out. I'm, I guess, maybe worried that he's 74. Exactly. Like, I bet he could find his way if he was, like, like younger, maybe. But, like, what if he had, like, a, a stroke or a heart attack or yeah, whatever? Go look for that The man. everlasting faint. What if that's what took him out? <laughs> Anything could have happened to Anything. Him. A bear! Um, but they did go look for him. So soon, there was okay, more than 300 uh, concerned locals and, like, army soldiers uh, that dispatched from Massachusetts Fort Devens. And they basically, like, hiked through the wilderness for eight days looking for this guy and did not find anything. Not a shoe. They checked every aisle. Not a... They did! They did! <laughs> they came out and they checked all the aisles at the woods. <laughs> and they fucking did not find anything from that man. Um, but that was kind of that, though. We know we don't know what happened to that man. He just gone. Uh, so the following year is arguably one of the most infamous missing person cases, and it's the one that uh, we're gonna discuss because okay. it's a pretty big deal in Vermont's history, and that is the disappearance of Paula Jean Weldon. Okay. So Weldon, uh, she was 18 years old at, and she attended mm -hmm. Bennington College when she decided that she was going to like take a hike. This is 1946, B, by the way. I was going to say BT dubs, but and I guess there's not anybody that doesn't know that that means by the way, but I, I can't. Well, if they didn't know. Now they know. Um, so yeah, she decides to go on this hike. Why you would do that is beyond me, but I guess uh, Paula hates herself. So... <laughs> then she's like people do like the outdoors <laughs> it's not us but they exist they do exist and god bless there you there are people that are like no there are people that are like let me take the like 
it's oh god it's like the trans canada hiking there are literally people trying to climb everest yeah literally like they're they're hiking from mexico to canada that is wild to me for fun for fun like that um and i know people do that i know people go on like six month hikes and stuff like i get it live your life have what you want put up your christmas tree in october i don't give a fuck leave it up all year round i do not care because it's not my house however i will not be on a hike from south america to canada yeah no that's an that's a no i will not be um so anyways it was uh thanksgiving break and she goes up to the long trail and um Oh, sorry. I just can't read still. I'm struggling. Okay, so most of her friends had gone home, but she's, like, taking a hike at her college. She decided to stay. And it's Thanksgiving break, and she's minding her own fucking business. Um, Okay. Many people, though, are gonna, especially, like, especially uh, Weldon's dad, they're gonna, like, come for the cops pretty hard. Because there was, like, it was bad. They, like, bungled the whole thing. Um. Ugh, yeah. Unfortunately, not the first or last story that I heard. Well, that they bungled it so bad that it was the catalyst for find like for the founding of the Vermont State Police. Oh, that's that's real. Yeah, bad. it was like seven months after all of this took place. The Vermont State Police was formed to like in response to this case. Because that's that's a that's a that's a big mess it's up. a big fucking you mess up so bad that the entire state is like nah we gotta <laughs> we gotta fix well this. and i think it was like a really extensive search we'll get into it in just a minute but like they i don't know had like people from other states other state police coming in mm-hmm. and like helping them search and stuff and so i feel like maybe it was a mixture of like this was handled like shit and also we were like not prepared for something like this like we need a team yeah and sometimes it's like, I don't think that the cops, I don't, okay, I don't think anybody sets out to do a bad job, but I'm also, like, naive. But, like, I don't think that all cops set out to do a bad job. I just think that they're ill-prepared to deal with the situations they have to deal with. Yeah. And then they bungle the case. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, though, they do be just straight fucking up. Yeah, I... Yeah. When they sent the heads of the murdered uh, Hinterkaifeck victims, that was, that was a mistake, and lost them. That that was a mistake. Was a mistake. It was a, it was a big it was mistake. Big. Yeah. Um. But exactly yeah. three days, three days, exactly three years to the day. Sorry, after Paula had vanished, um, the Bennington Triangle also saw one of. We'll get more into Paula and them here in a minute, um, mm-hmm. in more detail. But we're not quite there yet. So after that, though, the triangle, um saw one of its more like supernatural disappearances so that day okay also um and we'll probably get we'll get into it later on but i just wanted to be said that like paula was wearing a red jacket that day that she was walking and like lots of people like okay witnessed her walking okay okay um but that day like the 68 year old man named james e tedford he boarded a bus to bennington speaking of things just disappearing he boards this bus to Bennington um, after visiting some relatives in St. Albans, Vermont. Mm-hmm. There are numerous people on this bus, including the bus driver, who later would confirm that Tedford had been sitting in his seat as late as the last two stops before Bennington. Okay. okay. However, we pull into Bennington and Tedford is gone. Uh, okay. After he vanished into thin air, as many witnesses said he did, um, 
the baffled passengers noticed that his luggage and stuff was still on board and uh, that his bus like timetable, I don't know what that is, but I guess it's, oh, maybe like a sheet that tells you where the bus is supposed to be at what time. Um, Mm. That remained in his seat. And the witnesses, like it says, if the witnesses are correct, uh, he would have disappeared from his seat right as the bus was traveling down Route 7, like through the triangle. This man just disappeared. They said that he disappeared in thin air on the seat. The bus driver was like, he was there at the last stop and he wasn't there when we got off at the next stop and he did not get off at the last stop. He was on the bus. (laughs) He just like yeet himself through a window? Well, I feel like everybody would have seen that. Yeah, no, you're probably Or at least heard it. I feel like once you're through the window, you can't really control what your body's going to do. You're going to hit the side of the bus. He just... Gone. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. A year later, though, in, like, mid-October of 1950, this eight-year-old, trigger warning for you specifically, oh. Bryn, um, this eight-year-old Damn. Paul Jepson, he went missing, and he was last seen, like, playing um, in the family pickup truck that was next to his mom. Uh, she had left to tend the pigs for a minute, and um, they were, like, at this dump, I guess, where her and her husband, like, worked. And um, Mm -hmm. while she did that, he, like, vanished without a trace. Like, just gone. Um, That's my worst fear. That's why you should keep fucking strapped to you. I used to be like, no, you shouldn't put your kid on a leash. But I'm like, no, put your kid on a leash so you can yank them out of a captor's hands. I will be putting my child on a leash. I don't care. It's not for... It's not because I don't trust my kid, but, like, they run off and then somebody snatches them and then I have to go take it on a bitch. And I just, I'm not Halle mm-hmm. Berry. I can't do that. Um, so, in addition to that, hundreds of people that, like, came together for the search party. Um, a New Hampshire, a New Hampshire, Hampshire sheriff. That's hard to say. Um, a New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Rolling up in a, in a Kia Soul. Mm-hmm. The Hampshire is going to be what takes you out. They were like, don't get in this car. You're going to die. <laughs> trying to tell it's you true. um they brought in this like the dog this dog a bloodhound to come in like sniff him out oh it's a good point. uh the dog was able to trace his scent but unfortunately lost the trail at this like cross crossroads which kind of suggests that maybe huh. he was picked up by like somebody in a car because the scent just goes cold yeah and that's what that would mean um yeah. This case, however, dragged on without resolution, and some suggested that Jepson met maybe an early demise at the hands of his parents. Yeah, and that he possibly... I don't like how it is written, but he possibly, like, was maybe fed to the pigs. (gasps) Or it's possible that, like, maybe his parents didn't kill him and he just, like, wandered down there. Goodbye, this is the last episode of the podcast. I'm checking okay. out. Okay. <laughs> also, though, I feel like at eight years old, you have, you, an eight-year-old that's grown up, because his parents work with these pigs, so, like, uh, this isn't just some eight-year-old. Like, this is an eight-year-old that's been on a farm probably his whole life. Like, he knows well enough to not just go near the pigs. Like, I don't know, they were talking about a morbid, like, he might have just wandered down there, and I was thinking, like, no. Like, he knows well enough to not do that. He might be eight, and I understand that that's a kid, but it, eight on a farm is different. Yeah. Like, he's been taught not to go down there to fuck with the pigs. Like, I don't know. Um, but 
I don't know. They the boy's father ended up telling the Albany Times Union um, that perhaps it was the lore of the mountains um, that pulled him in, and that the boy had talked of nothing else for days, like prior to the disappearance. So like the boy had been saying like I would just want to go to the mountains. Mm-hmm. Like that's like in the days leading up to his disappearance, he just kept telling his parents like that's all he wanted to do, like take me there, take me there, and then. But yeah, so they did end up not finding him, but, and like I said, some people think that the parents might have done it. I don't really know. I feel like it's pretty spooky if he really did talk about the mountains for days. Yeah, but I also feel like that's a very, like... Convenient story. It is very strange to me for a parent to say, well, maybe the, like, mountain just lured him in. But if you and I don't know, are like, from the area, though, and you've heard about these weird yeah. experiences, and then your kid for, like, three, four days was talking about, like, I want to go to well, the mountains, like... And people totally grieve differently. Maybe that's, like, a way that he can, you know, justify and not have to think about or something else horrible that could have happened. I don't want to tell anybody to grieve any type of way. But that... It, it does stand out as a little odd to me. Because yeah. I think I'd be like... Still going guns a-blazing. Yeah, same. Um, but it... But again, I, I don't... I've never been in that situation, and I will never be in that situation. I'm speaking that into existence. Yeah, I also hope you're never in that situation, and I as well. Um, so moving on to more people, though, that are in this situation. Um, about two weeks yes. later or so... 53-year-old uh, Farida Langer, she was an experienced mm-hmm. hiker and survivalist. Uh, she goes missing mm-hmm. on in the Somerset area um, of the Long Trail, which is like a trail through Glastonbury mm-hmm. um, that like boards like east of it. And after she hiked uh, like a brief, I don't know, mile and a half or so with her cousin, um, mm-hmm. it is... Okay, so she's hiking with her cousin, right? And she falls into this stream and like um she gets all wet obviously because she fell into a stream she's not hurt though like really mm-hmm. she can go back to camp she goes back to camp she's gonna get her clothes that's the plan yeah. um her husband was there resting with a hurt knee her and her cousin herbert they had gone out to go on their hike her husband couldn't go um mm-hmm. so she says herbert stay here i'm gonna walk the mile and a half back change and i'll be back and mm-hmm. she never came back. Her husband did not see her. Like, she didn't make it to the ho- like to the camp to change clothes. Hmm. In a mile and a half stretch. Or, yeah. no, not a mile and a half. In a half mile stretch. Oh. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, sorry. I've been saying it wrong. It was a half mile that she went mis- missing in. I can't read. Yeah, that's a much shorter distance. Yes. Like, she didn't make it there. Yeah. Um, there were helicopters that came from the Connecticut Coast Guard and the U.S. Army. Um, they came over to Massachusetts. Uh, or, sorry, they came from Massachusetts. And um, there was also, like, local aircrafts from citizens who, I guess, just have their own fucking planes. Cool. And the Vermont Aeronautics Commission. They all come to help search for her. As many as, like, 400 people came out. Um, God. Vermont really shows up. Well, they didn't that one time, and fucking had to form the Vermont State Police. So, I guess we'll... Yeah, we will. It's a big fucking problem. Um, But yeah, these 400 people or so, they meticulously searched the area and uh, didn't find anything. Okay. 
Um, soon, though, they did find something. Okay. And it's the only known, like, disappearance from the bit disappearance from the Bennington Triangle where, like, a body was found. Oh, so nice. it's six months after she goes missing. Um, mm-hmm. Her body was found near the Somerset River, or Reservoir, sorry, mm-hmm. um, which is an open area that had been searched, like, extensively, like, many, many yeah. times in the months before because they're, like, looking for her. Why would we not check the reservoir? Um, yeah. But even with her body, like, the case still didn't see any resolution. It was decayed mm-hmm. so badly that no cause of death can be determined, and um, it only fueled, like, further speculation of what kind of things, like, might have happened to her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, even with the body, we still don't know what the fuck's going on. Okay. Good. So now we're going to take that deep dive into, oh, Paula Jean Weldon's disappearance. Yes, deep dive it. So it's arguably one of the most famous of um, the disappearances. And this one particular case, like I said, has led to the formation of the Vermont State Police, which was formed in 1947, Mm -hmm. like two years or so after, or I guess a year after Paula went missing. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like I said, she's a sophomore at Bennington College. She was studying art, uh, thought about changing her major to botany, which like pretty neat. Yeah. I like I like plants. I have my I'm a botanist myself. <laughs> she says to her aloe vera plant that she can barely keep alive. Um, it counts. It does count. So, on December first of nineteen forty six, she told her roommate, um, which is today. Oh, oh, oh. Hello. <laughs> Wait, dece- did you say December? I mean, 1st? not to, like today when this episode comes out today. <gasps> Oh, hello, December 1st. Hello. It's weird when that just happened. So anyway, she tells her roommate, um, Elizabeth Parker, that she's going to go for this hike on the long trail. And um, impeccable timing. We really do have. Yeah, we do. Um, She was kind of going through like a depressive episode, though, that her friends had kind of seen her going through. And they thought maybe she was just like trying to cheer herself up by going on a walk. And that is a good idea. Sunlight. It's good for you. I mean, no, that's fair. Um, like I said, she was going to go walk the long trail, which is in the Glastonbury mountains. And, um, the trail ran for more than like 270 miles and it cuts through these like forests and woods, um, of North Bennington until it finally reaches like the Canadian border. Yeah. She's not walking 270 miles. That's just the trail. No, that's a long, that's a pretty long trail. It says so in the title. Um, so several other people had spotted her along the way. Like I said, she was wearing like a bright red jacket um, like mm-hmm. a parka and they said that she maybe like wasn't dressed like warm enough for a hike like that through the woods mm-hmm. but she kept going anyways and she was heading north she didn't have any money with her and um, she even left behind like an uncashed check from her parents okay. and she's just going on a hike she you probably don't need any money going on a hike in 46 yeah I wouldn't assume she wasn't going anywhere is what they're trying to say I guess yeah. like she wasn't running away um she hadn't returned by the time her roommate had gone to bed and the roommate thought that maybe she was like pulling a late night of studying. I could have easily thought that like sometimes people just don't come home that you live with and it's like, okay, how many days do I wait before I say something? Like, I'm sure she's fine. It's also like, it's also like 1940, what you said, 1946. So like, it's not like she could text her 
Like, hey, because, I mean, like, if, if you told me I'm going to the mountains and then, like, by the time, I don't know, a couple hours goes by and I still haven't heard from you, I'm checking your location, but that's a vastly different... Dynamic, yeah. Yeah, like, I think it's easier for us now, retrospectively, to be like, oh, like, that should have been a red flag, but in 1946, like, you, sometimes you just didn't hear from people for a while. Yeah. It just happened. Because nobody could text them. Right. I mean, if they sent a letter, it was going to take, like, three to five business days. And that's if they're trucking. Yeah. They didn't have, like, fucking... I mean, they had cars back then, but... Yeah. I don't know. Um, the roommate, though, became concerned the next morning when, like, it was clear that she'd never come home. Yeah, that was. So she was like, well, she should have come home to sleep here. (laughs) Like, hello? Yes, she does live here. Yeah, and so the roommate called the college officials. Um, They organized a small search party to look for her, like, on the campus grounds initially, because they're thinking that maybe, because she thought maybe she went to study. Like, why has she been gone all night? Yeah. Um, They had the system, though, where kids could, like, sign out if they were going to be off campus late in the evening, but her name was not on the list. So Mm. she did not intend to be off campus that evening. Yeah. Um, so naturally people start to freak out because, like, she hasn't come back for her classes on Monday. Like, her family's been notified and, like, we're looking now for Paula. Yeah. Uh, the first area that was checked was the Everett Cave, which, um, it had been a place where she expressed that she wanted to hike to. So she'd said before, like, I want to go to this cave. Um, however, the small team that was led there by a guide to the cave, Paula was nowhere, like, they didn't find Paula in the cave. Um, and there was zero evidence that she'd ever even been on that track, like, to go that way. Um, when the college couldn't locate her, they called the local sheriff, and gossip soon ran wild, as it does in towns. Um, throughout the campus and the community, many people said that she might have gone to die by suicide, that she had amnesia and didn't know where she was, somebody murdered her, like, rumors are a-flying, which is no help at all. Um, yeah. And the college officially closed for several days so that way students um, and professors could, like, help look for Paula, and they found, like, nothing. Um, firefighters yeah. and the National Guard eventually also joined the search and still could not find any any trace of Paula Jeez. anywhere. Like, they said it doesn't even look like she was on the trail. Like, yeah. And, uh, the only reason they know she was on the trail is because people did see her heading north in, like, her parka. Um, mm-hmm. So the search was um, kind of, like, dampered by the fact that there was no statewide um, law enforcement agency in Vermont. So that's why, like, the National Guard is coming. The firefighters are coming to help look. Like, there's nobody to do yeah. that job. Um, so the various attempts to find Paula were kind of, like, self-directed. So, like, little teams of people that are, like, covering the same area, basically, a bunch of times. Instead of, like, doing a massive, like, area search. Yeah. Like, would be done if it was, like, organized. Um, so they wesh- wasted press... put wasted like precious time and energy and um they eventually ended up calling like the connecticut state police to provide like even more Mm -hmm. help because they just can't handle it and um everybody's just like walking all over each other uh so a large portion of that search was concentrated on like the long trail which is this 270 mile trail like i said that runs um from the state's southern border up to like canada And that's where witnesses Mm -hmm. said they saw her. So it's reported that she decided to hike um, at some time after 4 p.m. But Mm -hmm. by that time, though, like, darkness began to, like, 
do its thing. It began to get dark. And the weather was getting bad. So, like, why she decided to go to a hike and the weather is getting yeah. bad. Like, what are you doing, Paula? Yeah. They dubbed her the real-life red Little Red Riding Hood because of the parka that she wore. I fucking hate people. I don't love that. Um. Stop. Stop doing that to people. Yeah, and people... Stop doing that to people. Yeah, it's weird. And people also thought it was weird that she, like, wasn't dressed very well for it to, like, be about to be snowing. Like... Yeah, that's fair. She wasn't dressed warm at all. Um, A lot of people speculated that maybe she had, like, underestimated what was going to happen to the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, however, though, when the weather, like, started to turn really harsh and got, like, you know, below freezing, like, people were kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, like, she probably should have come back. <laughs> like, um, yeah. so it's kind of thought that maybe, like, the weather is something that contributed to her disappearing. Like, she just couldn't get back. But they would have found yeah. her body. That's kind of my thing is, like, I, not to be gruesome, um, but s- snow and ice have a tendency to preserve things for long periods of time. What? What I'm getting at is her body would have been preserved. Oh, yeah, if it was, like, in the snow. I got you. If it was in the snow. Okay. My brain lagged. Yeah, that that would be... I mean, if they... If she was hypothetically, like, on that specific trail Mm -hmm. and they searched all around there, then the the snow probably would have preserved her for long enough. Right. Um, gross. But as you know, the search is not giving us anything. It's giving us just diddly. Um, the newspapers obviously begin to speculate wildly, and like people are coming out of the woodwork. Like I said, there are lots of rumors and stuff. Um, but there was even a waitress in Massachusetts that claimed that she'd served uh, a woman that was very like angry and agitated that matched Paula's description. So upon learning this, Paula's father like dipped for like 36 hours he drives up there um but since he dipped for like 36 hours and didn't really tell anybody he was gonna go up there to look for paula everybody kind of thought maybe he was a suspect like he was running oh that's um and then like some sort some stories like i don't know started to come out about paula's home life that were not very um idyllic of her parents um like, they just, it wasn't really, like, what her parents were telling the police. Yeah. And the truth is always somewhere in the middle. Like, these rumors flying around that she had a bad home life, like, might not be 100% true either. But I don't know that it's always sunshine and rainbows like people make it out to be. Um, yeah. So, apparently, she hadn't gone home for Thanksgiving uh, the prior week. And she had had this, like, big disagreement with her father uh, mm-hmm. beforehand. And... um her father kind of posted a theory that Paula might have been distraught about a boy that she liked and that perhaps the boy should have been a suspect in the case. Okay. So I don't really know what the fight was like about necessarily, but she was in a fight with her dad and didn't want to go home. Could possibly be over this boy that the dad does not like. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, at 18 years old, there are plenty of things that yeah. you could fight about with your parents that would make you 
not want to see them for a little no, bit. No, that's fair. I mean, it could have been. Simple. I fought with my parents plenty of times. Right. Um, but over the next decade, like this local Bennington man, he bragged to his fa- friends twice that he knew where her body was buried, but he was never. That's not no, good. it's not good. It's a bad look. But he never was able to like lead the police to any like to a body. Um. So I feel like you're just running off at the mouth, really. Yeah. Okay. Don't kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, don't lie about the fact that you might have yeah, killed somebody. Yeah, who's bragging about that? It's that, weird. Stop it. That doesn't make you look cool. It's weird. I don't want to be your friend and anymore. That makes, no. No, we're not friends. We're now very strange acquaintances, and I'm a little afraid For of you. For sure. Fucking weirdo. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't like stop that. Stop doing that. Stop it. Stop, stop it. it. Um... Unfortunately, though, there has been no evidence of a crime. There's no body. There's no clues or anything. I mean, there's just nothing. And yeah. that was over 50 years ago, and the case is still cold and, like, open to this day. Jeez. Um, a lot of people think maybe it's paranormal since she just, like, disappeared, but... Yeah. I I mean, the guy on the bus is definitely paranormal. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, that is I weird. Don't like I don't it. like that at all. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But it it is not unheard of that, I mean, stretches of woods, especially, like, mountainous areas, places that are really hard to get into, it, it is possible that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, her, her body is just somewhere that hasn't been found yet. Right. And maybe I misunderstood, like, how many people have gone missing in this area. And I don't know if it's been happening since 1950, but I'm sure that people, more people have gone missing. Um, but a lot of people thought that it might have been, like, because now we're going to get into, like, the theories a little bit. People thought that it might have been, like, a serial yeah. killer that worked from, like, 1945 to 1950. Only there's zero evidence. Like. Well, if he's a good serial killer. I mean, he'd be the best there ever was. Even the Zodiac left evidence. Yeah. But but the Zodiac also wanted to leave No, evidence. that's fair. But also, like, he... I don't know. There was, like, a variation in the ages and the genders. Like, it just wasn't very consistent unless he's just killing for the sake of killing, which is scary. I don't know. It's all bad. It's all scary. I hate all of it. Yeah, don't love yeah. it. Don't love um, it. Other people naturally think that it's, like, UFOs or Bigfoot is killing them. First of all, Bigfoot is not out there killing anybody. She is just hiding from us because she doesn't like us, and we've been killing her forest for yeah. a really long time, and she doesn't like that either. Don't come for Don't. Bigfoot. She's a queen. Leave her alone. Um, some people think that it could have been just, like, animals, like the mountain cats that live around there, bobcats and cougars and whatnot. Yeah. Um, they're not known to be aggressive, but I feel like when approached, a mountain lion is probably going to be pretty aggressive. Well, I mean, I, I also think, like, I mean, if she, if something had happened and she, like, had, you know, like, an accident or something, or she fell, something along those lines. Oh, maybe after. Totally possible that they came upon yeah. lunch. No, that's fair. Um, it's also said, though, that mountain lions, uh, there's no, like, credible sightings of them in that area before 1940. Weird. So I guess that doesn't mean they weren't there. We just didn't know they were there. Maybe. Well, there's, I mean, I gotta think there's some sort of predator out there. Yeah. Whether it be mountain lions, bears. Right. Something. Some type of creature that, um, that can do harm. 
All in all, though, like, we just, we don't have anything about any of these cases. Like, they just... It's cold. so weird. Um, the only known simula- similarities between, like, most of these well-documented cases in the Triangle... Um, oh, oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. sorry. So they were all... I was like, why yeah. does this sentence not make sense in my brain? Why? <laughs> so basically, like, how close they all disappeared to each other. Um, the time yeah. of day, which was between, like, 3 and 4 p.m. or so. And then the time of year, which was, like, the final three months of the year is when everybody went missing. That is interesting. Yes. That is interesting. But okay. if it is some type of cryptid critter that only comes out, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. So what if he only comes out for the last, like, three months of the year? Yeah. No, totally. I don't know. Um, it could also be that the weather is just really unpredictable during that time. Or the area is harder to traverse. Right. During. Which makes sense. There's fucking snow everywhere. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. And other, like, odd occurrences have happened in the Bennington Triangle. So there's these, like, terrifying voices that um, play through, like, dead radio static, basically. I hate that. Uh, sightings. I don't like that yeah, at all. Yeah, I don't like it at all either. It's kind of my worst nightmare. Um, there are sightings of, like, mysterious figures, unexplained navigation mishaps, and planes that have mysteriously crashed. Which, those are all big things for, like, the triangles. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of what I got for you guys. A bunch of people went missing, and we don't know why. Oh. Happy Christmas. So, another reason to not go into the woods. Yay. Yay. Yeah, just don't go to the triangles, any of them. Uh, But, listen, I'm... I love a good hike. I like a baby Mm -hmm. hike. Um, Yeah, just, just a very mild well-populated baby hike. I like, like, a paved walking trail. <laughs> like, I... Ty wants to go Listen, camping. I, not me. <laughs> I love... I See, okay, I can get behind some types of camping. Like, if we're in a campground, okay, you know, like, whatever, that's fine. No, um, if but we're the, in a the, camper... I will never understand. A camper... <laughs> maybe <laughs> i will never ever understand like just bringing a tent into the woods and just pitching no it lay there that blows my mind well, some people are pretty down with pitching tents some people do that yeah or like the people that like set up like little cocoons on the side of mountains and sleep there weird that's weird weird i you got a, a level of courage and trust in nature that that i don't yeah, have to each their own but it couldn't be me um, yeah no no thank right. you no, thank you. If a space is not designated for me to be in, I, I generally don't try not to be yep. there. Yep, that's pretty fair. <laughs> don't like to invite myself places. Uh, I and only go where I feel welcome. Yeah, and it's not that I don't think the, that those places are gorgeous. They absolutely are. Uh, but the outdoors, as listen, as Jillian and Patrick say, bears are going to bear. Mm-hmm. The outdoors is going to be the outdoors. It's going to. And it's gorgeous. But it, and it can still kill Nature me. is gonna nature. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's all we got for you guys today. Yeah. yeah. Um, what a fun it app. It was a pretty fun app. That was pretty good. I mean, aside from all the disappearances and the vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. yeah, but it's pretty fun talking to you. It kind of sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we love you guys. And we hope that you... Rate and review our cute little podcast, and please be sharing it with your friends. 
Um, mm-hmm. And you can follow us on the socials. Yes, please do. They talk. are Your Mom is a Hoax on everything except TikTok is YMAHpod. Mm-hmm. And then the Gmail yep. is, as always, Your Mom is a Hoaxpod at gmail.com. Yes. Yes, please. Give us a follow, comment on our stuff. Mm-hmm. Our TikTok's been doing pretty I've been, decent. I've been posting the TikToks, doing my best. Yeah. I'm pretty Go funny. watch them. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah, we love you guys. Uh, it's officially December. Yay! Merry so Christmas! It's, it's Christmas and time! Happy holidays for those of you that don't celebrate Christmas. Yes. But we but love you. We love you bunches. Yeah. Bye! Bye.